French fried potatoes. One more. potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Uh, welcome to episode 308. Nine. Eight. 8.5. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we're off a little bit today. Today is actually Friday. Yeah. Uh, extra, two extra days of yeah. school being off thanks to um, our district not having enough bus drivers. Yeah. And uh, can't get all the kids there. Then kind of kind of out of luck. Um, so in that, it's been two weeks since we last did one. Uh you know that I have been anxiously awaiting yes. uh, re-talking about <laughs> the Oscars. Um, and then some Oscar-adjacent things, but yeah. I don't want to hang out on it. Well, okay, let's let's get the whole, uh, the actual slap out of the way. Yeah. Uh, both people can be wrong in a situation. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is what happened here. It was a really shitty joke. Yeah. And you don't do that. Yeah. It's a, it's one of those rare occurrences. Uh, what I do want to talk about, however, is uh, the overall reach of this and oh how it has brought out so many other horrible, unrelated takes from other people. Yeah. I've what? never... Can you think of another situ- uh, uh, incident where everyone directly involved comes out looking shitty? Everyone in the periphery, and by that I mean the two main people, uh, Chris yeah, Rock and Will Smith. The only Smith. person who hasn't come out of the shitty that I've seen is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Kareem doesn't come out shitty on anything, though. No, because he had, he had like a very well-reasoned, thoughtful take on the whole thing, and I'm just like... I should go seek that out, then. Oh, it, oh it's great, because it's all about uh, the... Neither of the men did n- neither their gender nor their race any favors, right. because... Um, there's, you know, there are certain, uh, political leanings in this country that are quick to say black men are quick to violence. Yep. And he's like, and you guys just gave them ammunition for quite some time on this. Right. Over, not even a your mama joke. Yeah. Over, uh, I mean, I, I, alopecia sucks. It's, well, and that's, here's the thing too, I'm, I'm like, you don't make fun of people's misfortunes like that, but again, it's, it's fucking alopecia. Well, and not to... Yeah. It's not fucking life-threatening cancer. Right. You know? Um, right. <laughs> I See, I'll, I'll put it this way, and this is not a woe-is-me comment. I have fibromyalgia. Yeah. I will take your alopecia. I'll trade. Yeah. And fibromyalgia is not something that's ever going to threaten my life. No. And, or and, and, it's and, just kind of a pain in the ass. And, I mean, not to, again, technically, but she, she looks good. Oh, yeah, she looks great. She, she, she can pull she's, off the ball. Yes. Look. She's a beautiful millionaire. Yeah, you know, like you got a lot going for you. But yeah. uh, again, uh, just a, there's it's still because it, it's not even. And we'll we're gonna really dive into this in a minute. My one of my problems is it's not even a good joke. No, <laughs> like that that seemed rampant at the Oscars. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I want to do a deep dive on that. I don't know who was because I mean for years the writer of the Oscars was Bruce Valanche, mm-hmm. and you expected shitty jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were always. Almost like so shitty, it was a wink and a nod. Shitty, right? It wasn't like, take my wife, please. That exactly, sort of that exactly, sort of humor. Exactly, it wasn't 
fucking Amy Schumer being like, oh, I didn't even, I couldn't even tell this joke. It's like, oh, I've got for, Dan for, for good reason. Dan, I have a flowchart. Awesome. Uh, that is great. Well, <laughs> the problem is, uh, so uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I because I don't want to, I don't want to. Uh, we can't jump right to the Schumer. Right. Well, yeah, and I don't want to mingle it in with this other stuff. Uh, so, uh, and so the two primary actors in it, Will Smith and Chris Rock, both come off looking horrible. Uh, the the closest periphery uh, that comes off looking bad is also Jada. Yep. Uh, and the Academy. Yeah. The Academy comes off looking horrible. Yeah. They, they, uh, or they, just they did themselves no favors. Incompetent. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you'd want to put it. But uh, and then you get the the whole. We'll dive right into this. Is where we can get to Schumer. Mm-hmm. So if you don't didn't hear Amy Schumer. At first, she opened up with a bad take, making this big, long post about how she was still traumatized by the event, and that she... How did she put it? it, I I can't remember. She was making it about her. Oh, yes, big time. And, like, you were backstage. And and, and again, people who witness violence can undergo trauma. Yes. Even if something as simple as a slap, if you're not used to seeing that shit, it can fucking rattle you. Oh, yeah. She was not... Right next to fucking Chris Rock when it happened. She was not right next to Will Smith when it happened. Right. Like you said, she was backstage. And it, you can be shook. Yeah. Be like, Holy like, shit. Oh, what did we just see? Because, I mean, I know I've read from a lot of comedians on Twitter, and they're like, I'm fucking worried now. Because this, yeah. this gives... You know, Will, Will Smith, Smith can walk up on stage and fucking beat your ass. Yeah. Who was to, who's to stop Joe Schmo in the fucking crowd from doing it? Right. Because it's funny because <laughs> Andrea and I went and saw Patton Oswalt the weekend before that. And he started off with some Trump, you know, some Trump shit. Yeah. We're like, ooh, I wonder Maine's pretty fucking Trumpy. And then we're like, wait a minute, we're in a fucking Patton Oswalt show. Yeah. Trumpers did not buy tickets. Plus you're in Portland. Yeah, we're in Portland. So he's pretty good with that. Plus he opened up with a a black lesbian comedian. Yeah. Who told jokes about strap-on. So I'm like, okay, I think he he judged his crowd pretty good. He he thinks he's safe, but it's like... Those people, those like young comedians playing like in dive in bars clubs. and shit like that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, heck, like especially when a crowd a crowd heckling a comedian is old time. You yeah. know, people are even trying to do it with fucking Patton. Yeah. You know where they'll yell at something stupid. When a comedian ha- when a comedian gets heckled, they usually respond often in a not not nice way. Mm-hmm. Usually at, at that point it becomes hey. I wasn't going to point you out specifically, but right. since you yelled out... You're part I'm of the com- show now. I'm coming at you. Yeah, you're part of the um, show now. Fucking, like... Comedians, you know, there are some comedians who could just probably do that all fucking day. Yeah. And now they're probably going to be like, oh, I know, maybe I should lay off this one, because... <clears throat> I got to turn into a storyteller. <laughs> that dude is bigger than me that's sitting yeah. next to this person. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do that now. Right. Which, again... Maybe even making fun of people personally isn't the best comedy. It, it usually isn't, no. but it's part of the show. I mean, how did fucking? I, I know Ricky Gervais came out and Ricky was like, "Really? This he got slapped over? Like, right. have you listened to me at the Golden Globes?" Right. <laughs> well, that takes me to another uh, to kind of another point. Just this is for me personally, and I don't and I don't even watch the Oscars. I very I follow it very closely, obviously, but I don't watch the show because I don't fucking want to watch the show. No. It's almost like a sporting event that you just want to know the outcome of. It's yeah. a it's a weird it's like, thing. Th- especially this year, it seems like, hey, what if the Super Bowl was nothing but punts? Right. <laughs> uh 
so uh, I don't watch the show, so I shouldn't really complain about this, but why has the Oscars, and I guess all award shows now, turned into a, just an all-out roast? Yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of people do not. I know that roasts are very popular, and uh, like on Comedy Central, had a whole has always yeah. done specials and stuff. But a lot of people don't like it. It's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. So if you turn your show into that, especially because the Oscars are a cel- about celebrating the very best in movies. Right. It's not about hey, you know what? James Franco's a little bit big for his britches. Let's spend a half an hour making fun of him. Yeah. Like it's not because they're in on it. Yeah. They show up. Fucking. They bring. The usual suspects of people that fucking roast them. Yeah. You know what you're getting. The Academies... I watched the Academies when I did watch the Academies, especially as a kid, mm. to know what movies I should watch. Mm. And, like, be happy when a movie I really liked won an Oscar. That type of thing. It's not about making fun of fucking people. Right. Ooh, let's pretend... Yeah, that, why let's is... Pretend, let's pretend that Kirsten Dunst is a seat filler. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Good. Good joke. They said <laughs> later that she was in on that, but I don't even know. Still, even it, if she's oh yeah, in it, on it. Yeah, it's a bad. It's that, a bad joke. That's the that's the twelve forty eight fucking bit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the one that like, well, fuck it, we've got nothing else. Let's put that skit in. Uh, oh, so uh, I don't, we got sidetracked from Schumer. So after she made it all about herself, mm-hmm. she couldn't. She took some heat for that, yeah. rightfully so. Not a, She had a, a bad couple hours on Twitter with, like, settle down. Like, yeah. you are not the victim here. Yeah. Uh, but she had to double down. She couldn't take the... You still the, have development deals. Yeah. She, you're, you're okay. She couldn't... Uh, she wasn't happy with that. Yep. So the next day, she told Variety in an interview that uh, she had one of her jokes uh, not approved by the Academy. Um, and then she tells the joke. I'll tell in a second. Uh... And then said, but you can walk up on stage and slap someone, but I can't tell that joke. Here's the joke. Don't look up. More like don't look down the barrel of Alec Baldwin's shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> First. Yeah. Uh, how you... I, I get that there are, there are uh, shock comics and offensive comics yeah. and, and whatnot. Uh I'll get to Anthony DeSelnick in a minute yeah. because he's on the side of my flow chart of if you're going to tell super, I guess I'll start there. If you're going to tell super offensive jokes, they you have to fucking nail yeah. them. Yeah. You have, there can't be anything wrong with it. Otherwise mm-hmm. it has to be, because there's a lot of DeSelnick jokes that you laugh your ass off. And then like after the show, you're like, I can't believe I laughed at that. That was awful. Yeah. Two, I got to look at my face. <laughs> There's in this, so a lot of, of, of this kind of style, I've seen the, the comparisons of that, uh, of that particular joke uh, saying, compared to like OJ jokes. In OJ jokes, there's a guilty party. Mm-hmm. You can say the crew was negligent, Alec Baldwin maybe was negligent, I don't know. Uh, but there are no guilty parties in that situation. Yeah. A woman is dead. Yep. A man got, another man got shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he's doing. Was he fine? Was it just went through his shoulder or something maybe? Uh, And Alec Baldwin has to live with that for the rest of his fucking life. Yep. He'll think about that every day for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. You don't joke about that. That's not, that's not funny offensive comedy. Baldwin has given us 
plenty of other things <laughs> that we can make fun of on him. <laughs> like there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole recorded voicemail of him being awful to his kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baldwin has made a has has not been exactly quiet during yeah. his career. There's so many things you can go after him for. Yeah. Accidentally murdering someone on a movie set. Yeah. Not the best take. No. Uh, I mean, that's it's it's like making fun of someone of, for dying yeah. in a car accident. Yeah. Like if they that wasn't there, it would. It's like making fun. Well, no, because then there's guilty parties there too. I can't even do that comparison. Yeah. Uh, you notice there's not a lot of Princess Diana jokes about her dying in the right. Paris accident, you know? you Because, again, people can pick on other things. Right. Uh, so the the second part of this, like, the so I, I said, it you have to nail it if you're going to tell. So for even if this was sort of acceptable, if Alec Baldwin was drunk or something, I don't know. Yeah. You've got to nail the joke. Now, that that is a very classic joke structure. You've got two things, and you're kind of, you're, they have to be either connected Mm-hmm. In some way, or they or the two lines have to rhyme mm-hmm. or flow really well. Yeah, you. Got, I think you probably have to have at least two of those three things. Yeah, it has none of them. No, it takes for the second part of it takes forever to say. Yeah, don't look up is in no way related to Alec Baldwin. Nope, this is nitpicking, but he wasn't a shotgun. Nope, the joke would have been better if she had just said if she had said pistol. Yeah. or six shooter. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I just made that joke funnier. Yeah. She's a professional it, comedian. I mean, you could have easily just said, don't look up. More like, don't look at Alec Baldwin when he's holding a gun. See, that's better. Yeah, like, not a good joke still, but better. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they still still would not I tell it. I have a development deal with, with fucking HBO folks or whatever the hell she works with. Uh, uh, Hulu, I think. Hulu, yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> it's so... And I, I, I happen to... Uh, I mean, if you're looking for it, it's not hard to find. I sent you a uh, a version of that joke structure. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I've laughed at it about ten times. I keep going back to it. <laughs> uh, it's not the ex- it's it's changed up a little bit. It's more of a reading joke because of yeah. the way because it's in parentheses and stuff. But it, it's uh, you have uh, uh, open with blade. Uh, lights a match and sets Morbius on fire, and then in quotes, more like a living campfire. Yeah. That's objectively funny. That's wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass at that because it's a lot of the things. It flows really well. It rhymes, and or they, they are related. Blade they are and Morbius are two, both Marvel yes, characters. Two Marvel vampires. Yep. Uh, and the joke is that everyone hates Morbius right now and wants a Blade movie. Yep. So yeah, it's got levels. It's man. got several it's got levels. levels, and on top of and then, but yet is still. The reason you're laughing at it is because it's goofy and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great joke. Jared Leto hasn't been set on fire. No. <laughs> Nor will he be, unless it's by himself. Yes. I could see him setting himself on I, fire. I could see him having a Richard Pryor moment. <laughs> see? That's a funny related <laughs> joke. That's a good joke. Those two things are related. Uh, yeah. And then the, the last thing, and I think maybe the most egregious. She clearly thought it was scandalous so funny yeah. that she had she thought it was so funny that she leaked it that she yeah. said it in an interview yeah. like and the thing that you said the guy <clears throat> this guy guy had just quoted uh, quote tweeted it and said she had I can't remember exactly how it was worded but she had a bunch of people that kept her from you know basically making an ass of herself yep. by telling this joke and she fucking blew it yep did it anyway <laughs> what the fuck man yeah like and again 
what's your reward if it was funny? Right. You get I like, mean, you get like three minutes of people on Twitter going, oh, yeah, that would have been good in the Oscars, and then you completely forget about it. Yeah. So, very, very, very low upside to it. I, I, and I hate having this conversation because I know it's, it's, uh, I know how it is for women in comedy. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Well, I shouldn't say that because I fucking don't hang out backstage yeah. at comedy shows. But from everything, especially over the last couple of years and going back decades, obviously, uh, but it's well established that that's a big problem in the stand-up comedy industry is how the women comics are treated. And that's why I hate that Amy Schumer sucks so bad. Yeah. Uh, she sucks. <laughs> and, and and it's... I hate to say it's not Emma, but it kind of is like... A, like, most of the quote-unquote more famous female comedians right now aren't, aren't, I don't find that funny. She's funny. Uh, I was going to say, I went back to, uh, uh, I'm on my Comedy Central yeah. uh, <laughs> little thing, because I want to point out that there are really good women yeah. comics. Uh, I can't think of what her name is. Stand by. Uh, Sabrina Jaleels. Yeah. Jaleese. She's very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah. Very funny. Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro. Very funny. Um, but, yeah, but the ones that seem like... Wanda Sykes doesn't do it very often, but... Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. One of the, does. One of the yeah. best uh, specials I've seen in like the last 10 years was the Wanda Sykes one maybe and, two and years I know ago. Like, a big one is Tiffany Haddish, but guess what? On screen, I don't she, find her funny. No, I, I don't. Does she do stand up? I think she has. Is she? Because it's weird because some of the. I think. I'll, okay, I'll say something good about Amy Schumer. I think Amy Schumer is good in scripted things. Yeah. I really like Trainwreck. The show that she's doing with Hulu now, I've seen while well, Robin's watched. I don't know if she's. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Is that episodically or is it kind of an all at once thing? I, I think Hulu does yeah. episodically. Yeah, I think they do too. Uh, but anyway, I watched the first episode with Robin. It's. It's. She's a fine comedic actress. Yeah. I think she's a <laughs> shitty stand-up Because yeah. uh, the other thing that we haven't even mentioned is that uh, going back years, uh, she has been accused of joke theft, which yeah. in the world of stand-up comedy is yeah, the mortal sin. That. The mo you can. There are not many taboos in the stand-up community, but that is number one. I'm trying to remember which network it's on, because it's fucking streaming, so it could be any of them. But um, Andrea and I started watching a couple episodes. She did, during the pandemic, a cooking show with her husband. Oh. Because her husband is a chef. Yep. Like a professional chef. So we're like, well, we like cooking shows. This might be funny. Watched two episodes, and we're like, this was the most dreadfully unfunny thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I, at almost every point, I'm like... Amy Schumer, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I want to see how your husband's making this food. <laughs> Which? That's, a, that's actually hilarious. Shut up, woman. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> I want to see what your husband is making. Get out of the kitchen and don't, for the love of God, make me a sandwich. Yeah. No, no, oh shit. Because I'm like, I, I just like, every time he'd start getting into it, she'd try to say something funny, and I'm just like... It's weird. It's a weird... Is this what you do at home? Probably. Like, or is your need to be the center of attention so bad? I think that's that it. on a cooking show <laughs> that you're hosting with your professional chef husband, you cannot let him be the star of the show. Now, to be fair, uh, the show is only um, was it put out by a streaming service? Yeah. So the show was only purchased, I'm sure, with because, the yeah because her name's on it. I mean, they're not just going to put. But again, yeah. After watching one episode, <laughs> one and a half. I'm like, the reason you made this show is the one reason I don't want to watch this show. Yeah. 
Just, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let the man cook. And every once in a while, if you want to make a comment, go ahead, but stop making it all about you. Because you're not that good. Yeah. Stick to the scripted stuff. Yeah. Um, go back to some Judd Apatow f- films and... Even though I guess his newest one is god-awful, too. Ah, uh, yeah, we haven't watched it. Well, it's funny, because I didn't see anything much about it. Uh, yeah, I didn't just even the, realize it was him until I saw until I saw a thing about it. Um, and Robin said, oh, this would be something, you know, Colin watched the trailer and that we should watch with the kids. It is not for kids. No. We started watching it, we got like two minutes into it, and I'm like... Robin, do you understand what this movie is? Because I don't think, I don't think it, you it's do. Judd Apatow. There's yeah. going to be some very serious dick jokes yeah. w- within a very short amount of time. Yeah. Oh, there's two f bombs dropped in like the first minute. Yeah. And I just looked at Colin, and he's like, uh, "I didn't pick it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Oscars. I got my. I got my list. Here. Yeah. This was a very odd year. I mean, you obviously did very, very well. Well. Yes. Uh, just to explain, if you didn't listen to the last show, or you've already forgotten it, uh, in fairness to uh, to for to get everything out on the on the table, uh, the way we did it, uh, Dan was picking who he thought should win. Yep. I was picking who I made two picks for each one, and it was if I had seen most of the movies, yep. then I picked what I wanted to win or what I think should win. Otherwise, I just picked what I would root for. Yeah. Like, Best Actress, I don't think I had seen a single movie, but I wanted to, I like Jessica Chastain, so I picked Jessica yeah. Chastain. Um, or no, sorry, I picked uh, Penelope Cruz because I wanted her to win, uh, but I figured uh, what's her name would win. But then also, I made a prediction for each one. Yeah. I missed the three shorts. <laughs> Whatever. The only, and then other than the other, out of the other 20, the only one I missed, and this is actually pretty funny, the only one that I missed was Best Song. Which is the one that I had I the most... Say, that was the one you had the most knowledge of. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, all of the technicals and all of the actings. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go down through them and talk about... Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so the big winner of the night was Dune. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about... We, but we fully expected yeah, that to just that, <clears throat> knock the shit out of all the technicals. All the technicals. Um, the only one that it didn't win was makeup, but we didn't think it would. Uh, and costume design, right? Yeah, which again, also didn't think we would. Also would didn't think that would win. Um, but it was true, and we, you know, this was mentioned on Twitter and various places, and we talked about it last week, that among the Oscars, the Academy's many bungles, was that they were likely to go into the show with their most decorated yep. movie having... Nothing on screen. Nothing on screen. Yep. <laughs> which is like... You know, if you just kind of, if you were a casual viewer and you just dropped in and watched it, and then at the end they're like, fucking Dune sweeps the Oscars, you'd be like, did they? I don't when? <laughs> when? I just saw them win the one thing. You know, which one, what did they... Did, oh, they didn't win anything. Oh, yeah, no, they got score. Was that on TV? I don't know. I didn't watch it, so... <laughs> Maybe? That's funny. It's, it's, it's just like... Kicking yourself, just keep punching yourself in the balls. Yep. You know, it's the it's the punching yourself in the balls meme guy. Yeah. Uh, well, that, well, let's think too, because one of the things I read is like one of the one of the reasons they did what they did this year is because they were trying to go for some viral moments, you know, viral comedy moments. Yeah. It's like you you do realize that the age group that really pushes the viral stuff doesn't give a fuck about right. these Oscars. 
you've got them on the wrong platform, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> and, oh, and the other, well, the other reason that they did it was, or one of the reasons they said they did it, by taking out eight awards from the, mm. uh, the telecast, was to shorten it. And it was still long. And it was 30 minutes longer than last year. Yeah. It was three hours and 42 minutes. Yeah. Last year it was like three sixteen or something like Which that. Which tells you if you're cutting out that much awards time, you're filling it with shit I don't oh, care about. Just shit. Yeah. And also, um, a dance number during the in memoriam? That seems a little weird to me. Yes. I mean, maybe if like you were celebrating one particular like say like the year Fred Astaire died. Yeah. You did a dance number in memoriam. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I get that. Sure. Um not everyone. I'm sure there were people on that in memoriam list who would have been like, what, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't want this to, I don't want this to be how people remember you. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with this stupid show. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a bizarre uh, disconnect between why would you, okay, the, the people that would be interested in watching your show are watching it for the movies. Like, yeah. why are you trying why are you trying to attract someone with a shitty variety show? They can people yeah. that that's that's three and a half hours long and filled with movies. If you're a variety show person, mm-hmm. why the fuck do you care? Yeah, I mean you might care about both, but there are better variety shows the, that the you Venn can be watching. The diagram is not super overlapping. For right, what right. To do. That's a much more succinct way of saying <laughs> what I was trying to. It's like you're, I don't know, trying to get people to watch more baseball by having a fucking balloon animal contest between every inning yeah. uh, with the, you know, like... Whereas most baseball fans are like, what? What are you doing? And yeah. your balloon artist fans are like, hey, we can get this on YouTube all day. Why the fuck do we have to watch a baseball game, too? It's like, it doesn't make it doesn't yeah. make sense. Why are you making decisions that seemingly like you're purposely shooting yourself in the foot from what you're trying to do? Yeah, I yeah. I, I bet if they just, I mean, and I mean leaned in hard to just the movie thing and made it three hours... Yeah. Show every single award. Show show clips of every single mm. nominee, even if it's ten seconds. Yeah. Show, do all five songs yeah. live, yeah. and <laughs> just make the show that. Yeah. And have a host that's only job is to move, telling little things, mm. no more than a minute. Go from getting you from A to B and keep the show moving. Yeah. I mean. For, for sports fans, so we don't stray too far from our sports roots. Like, this year, like, the Colorado Rockies over the past few years traded N- Nolan Arenado because they couldn't afford his salary. They right. signed him to, like, a $300 million contract, and they're like, shit, we can't pay this. <laughs> then they let both Trevor Story walk, like, just go to free agency. They could have traded him last year, didn't do it. Didn't even offer him, like, a qualifying offer so they get a draft pick. Just let him walk and say with um, Sonny Gray. And they were like, well, we couldn't afford to pay them. If we want to build a competitive team here, we've got to do it with smaller salaries with younger players. And then, like, a week later, they signed Chris Bryant to a $180 million contract for right. seven years. It's like, you just told every Colorado fan that you couldn't pay big money people because then you couldn't afford to put a team out. Right. So then you immediately, and I get it, Bryant's a versatile player. He's a good player, former MVP. He wasn't even, he hasn't even put up story numbers. For the past two years. Yeah. Like, Trevor Story has been a better player for the past two years. 
and you probably could have signed him for the exact same amount. And he's at least a homegrown, been playing with you for seven years type of guy. Right. So every fan of the Colorado Rockies is just like, go fuck yourself, Colorado Rockies. Why would I even come to the ballpark now? Because odds are if I get invested in Chris Bryant being a Rocky next year, you're going to trade him. Because you've realized, oh shit, we can't do this again. Now, uh, replace, see, at least in that scenario, uh, Chris Bryant is a professional baseball player. What the Academy has done (laughs) has hired a stand-up comedian to... To anchor your infield. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we had to let these guys go because that's actually exactly what it would be. We had to let these guys go because uh, we can't afford them. But we've decided we're going to sign Patton Oswalt yeah, like to jokes, a right? seven-year, $180 million deal to be funny around the clubhouse. Yeah. How do you like that, fans? <laughs> like, we don't. Yeah. It doesn't make, this works. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, I don't, and at this point, I don't even know how the Academy fixes this. Like, I just told you. <laughs> you do just do that. I, 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 I swear to God that would be... I don't know how they're going to do it then. Because they won't do that. Because they don't have the will? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah, it's like... It's one of those It's weird, almost like I just don't even want them to have a show next year. It's like, w- just, just, just do what other film critics associations do and do a press release, man. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of another example of something where... I mean, for... For fuck's sake, even the Razzies had the good fucking thing to take back the Bruce Willis nom- like category this year. <laughs> the good sense. Yeah, even they were like, we went too far. Yeah. Now that we've found out that he's suffering an actual illness. Yeah. We're out. Sorry, we yeah. shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or bad. When the fucking Razzies are making better choices than the Academy Awards on what your programming should be, it's- you have failed so hard. It's just like it's it's the only incident I can incidents I can think of where uh, the world every all of Twitter all of anyone who has an opinion on it would tell you what's wrong with that show and it's like the only people on the planet mm-hmm. that think that what they're doing is better are the ones that are actually doing it yeah. like it's. It hurts your head. Yeah, because it's not even like they're in an echo chamber full right. of people going, no, what you're doing is great. Exactly. Because everyone's saying. saying, no, 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 no. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Your members. Yeah. You know, your members, all of the you know, viewers, anyone that cares enough to have an opinion mm-hmm. has the opposite one from you. Yeah. So who are you trying to please? Yeah, because uh, I can't remember who it was now. I should have written it down. But there's like an older star, movie star, who was just like, what has happened? Yeah. Like, this is an embarrassment. <laughs> what's the goal? Of, what's the goal? I mean, I know the goal of the show from ABC's standpoint is ad dollars. Yeah. Uh, How'd you do with and, that ABC? And they, and they think... Because I'm I guessing guess, viewership probably still wasn't great. I don't... I don't well, it, did, it, it went up after the slap. But here's the thing, though, too. If you're gearing to make things more viral... Yeah. Why would people watch your show? Yeah. If we're like, hey, our end purpose is to make things that'll go viral, people will just wait for that to happen. Right. Why would I spend four hours watching this if then within an hour later, I know I can catch all the fucking high, all the, the viral shit online. The 12 minutes of good stuff yeah. out of the 200 that the yeah. show was, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Speaking of things that are 200 minutes, I watched a lot of long movies. I actually, should. actually, not a lot. I haven't watched many. Actually, we should go through these was, real quick. Yeah. We should go through the winners and stuff real quick. Because uh, yeah, I haven't I was, even checked out your letterbox this week. So. Uh, I haven't. I didn't watch much, but um, 
so Dune swept most of those sound visual effects, uh, editing, cinematography, I guess cinematography <coughs> would be uh, in the list of the of the prestige ones because a lot of times cinematography are very similar to the uh, the best picture list. Uh, original song was No Time to Die. I, that was the one that I got wrong. I picked the, the Encanto song. So no EGOT for Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yet again. Not yet. Uh, it is funny, though, how uh, an ensemble person in Hamilton won an Oscar before he did. <laughs> yep. Which is pretty funny. Um, and great. Uh, original score, Dune. Documentary feature with Summer of Soul. That's been really good. And that was... I, that's the part of the the kind of the slap that we didn't get to was everything else got overshadowed. Yeah, because that was what was being that was what was next. being presented at the time was well, you're uh, you're about to reward a black man yeah for his good work and totally took away his moment. Yeah, uh, it's really and then he won like five Grammys three days later than yeah. the very, very very next week. Um, yeah, that was the other side of it is that. All of this stuff that you and I are talking about now has kind of been forgotten. Yeah. Already, it yeah. wasn't. It didn't even get that you know week or so of Oscar glow. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm a little bit mad because it took away my opportunity to have the discussion. Does Will Smith even deserve this Oscar? Because yeah. I still think King Richard was fucking meh. Yeah. Now I don't even really get to have that argument because it's like and I was like, well, should he even have it because he fucking beat a man? Right. <laughs> it's like, right. I don't think he should have had it on merit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's the title to the blog post. Is yeah. it's like uh, I don't think Will Smith deserves an Oscar, but not for the slap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, then animated feature we both wanted to wanted and thought should thought yeah. M- Mitchell's versus the Machine should win, um, but it didn't. Uh, I feel like that was probably a very confusing film for a lot of the Academy. You think so? Well, I mean, it's it's. They're getting better, but we all know the Academy is made up of a lot of fucking old white men. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that movie, like, on screen. Yeah. Like, if you're used to a certain type of animation... Well, I... The... They gave it to Spider-Verse. That's a good point. They a couple did. Of years ago. Was there a Pixar film up against that year that was good? Ooh, good question. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I bet if there was, it might not have was won. Was 2019? Yeah. Or 18. I'll have to look up... Best and I think it. Uh, yeah, no. Like, I bet it's the what, twenty. I bet again? it's the twenty nineteen uh, Oscars. Um, Spider Verse. Oh, I wrote Spider Verse. That's not very good. Yeah, it came out in twenty eighteen, so it would have been the twenty nineteen Oscars. Here we go. So twenty nineteen, best animated. Yeah, it was not up against the best stuff. Ralph Breaks the Internet. That movie sucks. Mirai, which is some Japanese animation film. Incredibles 2 and Isle of Dogs. That's so actually a, not bad competition. No, though. but it's not a traditional like Pixar powerhouse type no. film. But like Incredibles would, 2 was fine. You would think that the Academy would be tripping over themselves to, to give, give Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson yeah. an Oscar for that. Uh, but, I mean... I, Spider-Verse was so good that it was like, that was the most uh, no-brainer of all of them. Yeah, that, that for me was like, yeah, no, that film's winning. Yeah, and, and it wasn't just, you know, our opinion. It was like, that was the consensus was like, this is, I mean, probably even uh, Wes Anderson was like, yeah, this is the best movie. Yeah. Um, 
Best International, this was all, speaking of, of uh, automatic wins, uh, it was Drive My Car, because like we said, it was also nominated for Best Picture, so how the hell could it be nominated as one of the ten best movies of yeah. the year if it was not the Best International movie of the year? Uh, I still have not seen it, have you? No. Um, <laughs> nope. You know what I learned and about I, and it? I worry that it's going to end up being that film this year for me. It's going to be it's like Brooklyn? Because you've got to have three fucking hours dedicated yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, I found out this week, this is not... not Necessarily going to make you more or less likely to watch it. I heard it's like super horny. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this the short story was well, most. It of was Mur- Mur- a lot of Murakami's writing is very horny. yeah. Uh, He's just very good about it. So you're like, wait a minute, is this horny or am I just? <laughs> Did he just say butt plug? I mean, the writing's really good. Is this as horny as I think it is? <laughs> oh, did you watch the John Oliver thing? The John Oliver episode no, about. I'm like three weeks behind on John Oliver. This might have been three weeks ago. Okay. I, I just kind of catch them on... I, I don't even watch them on HBO. I watch <laughs> them on YouTube. Uh, shit. Oh, it was about ransomware. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> okay, never mind. All right, you'll, you'll have I'll to try watch to catch it. it between now and next week. Uh, or the week uh, after next. There's a butt plug joke that's funny. Uh... Gag, I guess. You'd, ooh, that sounds worse. There's a butt plug gag. Yeah, that's a bad product mark research uh, right there. <laughs> Original screenplay went to Belfast. I picked Worst Person in the World, having not even seen it. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I kind of wanted to. People are still upset to... about Belfast, though, getting that win. Yeah. Because, from what I've heard, that's the weakest part of the movie. Really? Still, Again, not, still not going to watch it? I'm, no, I'll, I'll end up watching Belfast, because I yeah. like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. I like his work. Uh, actress in supporting role, like we said before, Ariana DeBose won for that. That was... She was the consensus, I think, going yeah. in. Oh, yeah. She was a heavy favorite. Uh... Oscar in a supporting role. I don't know if... Yeah, I think all along Troy Kotzer. He's probably the one that has gotten the most mm-hmm. uh, Oscar glow because he just seems to be just a wonderful personality. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and his speech was fucking tremendous. Yeah, he's been making the rounds. Uh, I mean, every, all of all the winners yeah. do. But that's the, he's the face that I've seen the most since. Yeah, he's the face associated at, with that at film. different places. Which is um, crazy considering, like, Marley Matlin's in that. Yeah. As his wife. Her yeah. role is almost equally as big. But yeah, he... He nailed it. He yeah. was the best part of that film, easily. Uh, actress in a leading role, uh, Jessica Chastain won for the, Eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm, I'm sure not, she deserves it because she's a great actress. Yeah. She really is. I'm just really, really tired of people winning Oscars for playing real people. I think this might come back in about one award. Yeah. When we talk about best leading actor. But it, it, I, just, it just bores me. It, it's me like, too. It's like, Christ, all they have to do to be that person is watch fucking, literally, watch the documentary The Eyes of Tammy Faye <laughs> from 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. I mean, I, I say that knowing full well my best actor winner was also playing a real life person. Yeah. But... Well, if I'm not as familiar with it, it doesn't count. No, right. it's still a bad argument <laughs> That's right. to make. But I'm I'm just tired of it. I, I can uh, uh, rescue your what your your take. Of it. Mm-hmm. I can let you off the hook for that. Okay, in a minute when we get there. Uh, I I can't watch. I I love Jessica Chastain. She's one of my favorite actresses. I can't watch that because I find Tammy Faye so unsettling to look at. Mm-hmm. It's like a. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what you would call it. Something about something about the way she looks like unsettles. I'm yeah. I'm unsettled by it. 
I, I'm having a hard time because Jim Baker is a horrible fucking human being who right. is still doing terrible things in this world. Right. And still makes a gajillion dollars a year from suckers. Yeah. Because he was peddling all kinds of fake coronavirus shit. Oh, yeah. All the past few years. He's... I don't know how a person who could be convicted of the shit he was convicted of, because he was basically convicted of ripping off everyone. Yeah. Can then still, like, 15 years later, go back to doing the exact same thing. I don't understand how... Uh, we have a problem with evangelists anyway. Yes, but I, I, I truly... I mean, I could talk but about this all day. Here, but here's one who has been proven in a court of law yeah. to be crooked. Even if you're not proven to be crooked, even if it's... Uh, uh, Everything is 100% on the level, and it's all donations. How could you, as a any person, give money to someone in the name of God, and they've got, like, five jets? Yeah. Like, the, there's such a intellectual disconnect there yeah. that I don't understand. I can't remember his name right now, but it's, he's the one, like, super free, fucking crazy preacher who's always like, Jesus needs me to have a private jet. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the guy I'm talking about. I yeah. can't think of his name yeah, either. Yeah, but he's but, got, like, the super crazy eyes. Yes. because he And he will, like... Because he's the one, because that... You uh, see any interviews with that man, and I'm like, that man has eaten a human being. I will guarantee it. Because he's Jordan, just got those eyes. Did Jordan Klepper oh, yeah. talk to... Okay, that's oh, yeah, that's where that's from. Because he asked him about the Jets, and he's like, yeah, he, fucking psycho. Yeah, exactly. I don't, and I don't, I just don't understand that. I don't... That man has eaten a baby. It I must just be, feel it. It must be similar in the brain to like an addiction where you yeah. don't... I don't know. I don't know. It's It's... It's well, weird. I mean, yeah, there's definitely narcissism at play there, like yeah. severe narcissism where you honestly do believe everything you fucking say. Because all it takes is for one person to go, sure thing, boss. Yeah. And you're like, see? Right. Yeah. Uh, actor in leading role, Will Smith won for playing a real person. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about... <laughs> and then tried to use that as his defense. Yeah, right. Uh, he defended his family. That's all I was doing. Dan does not think he should have won, mostly because he's black. Uh, I, I just think it's, uh, no. I just think it's a dull fucking movie, <laughs> yeah. honestly. He's uh, fine in it. It's a good performance. Yeah. I don't have a problem with him being nominated. Let's, I do let's, not think he was anywhere near the caliber of who should have won. Thought exercise. Okay. Had he made if he had made the exact same movie, mm-hmm. but it was fictional. And let's say that and let's say it wasn't obvious that they were trying to yeah. uh you know that it was obviously the Williams sisters. Let's say the Williams sisters don't exist. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Uh, and this movie was just Jane made... Champions, like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> My week would have been so much better. <laughs> you know, that was a funny joke. Uh, so let's say that, they don't, that the, the, uh, the Williams sisters don't even exist, and Will Smith makes this sports movie that is yeah. fiction. Does he still win? No. He only it's the wins. pursuit of happiness. Yeah, he gets it. He gets a nomination for a solid performance. Yeah, but it's not anything that's like, fuck. That yeah. was so good. Yeah, you know. Now the person that did uh, that we wanted to win mm-hmm. uh, was Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah, uh, I say that right. Um, the reason I would let you off the hook is that. You were picking him not because he did a dead-on impersonation. Yeah. Dude wasn't dancing through diners singing and shit. Yeah. You know that? So it's a it's a performance. Yeah. It's and a he real... brought shit to the table I didn't know he could do. Yeah. Like, he is not... A, he's never been in a musical before. Mm. So the fact that he was not only... Like, bring back, like, Ewan McGregor in um, Moulin Rouge. 
got nominated. I don't think I wouldn't have said he should have won, but I was like, fuck, he he can sing. This yeah. is pretty good. He deserves that nomination. Yeah. Whereas like Andrew Garfield, I'm like, God damn, he could actually be in Broadway. Yeah. Like singing. Yeah. He's, he did that well. I didn't know he was capable of that. And not only that, he, you know, it's a, he really brought forth, you know, the insecurities of this character. Just, you know, he was not a mentally healthy person. Right. <laughs> and you can see that shining through. It was such a good all-around performance. Whereas Will Smith, are like, okay, he's sad dad. Yeah. But he's going to be angry dad, then sad dad. But he's going to be also determined dad. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've, I've already seen that from him. In... I'm not going to say the power, the pursuit of happiness is a better movie, but it's a better movie, and he couldn't get it for that, right? And even that one, he's he had at least all oh, he's playing with his real life son. Isn't this sad? <laughs> Have you ever? Who seen... also did you see his fucking take on it? Oh no! He just tweeted, "Yeah, that's how we do it." Good job, Jaden. His kids are the worst. <laughs> his man. kids are the his worst. Kids are just the worst. Uh... Which seeing the dynamic between Will and Jada play out in real life in a very a fucking televised event. Yeah. I'm like, how are those kids not more fucked up? Yeah. Because, again, a lot, and this has also come to play that, like, Jada's been kind of cuckolding this dude for years. I don't care who you are, what kind of relationship you think you're in. If you, if your wife is pretty much openly talking about cheating on you all the goddamn time. Yeah. And you're like, I'm fucking Will Smith. <laughs> I'm an Oscar nominee. Yeah. I'm a Grammy nominee. Yeah. I am probably one of the richest entertainers on the planet, and my wife still needs different dick. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. That's got to play on a man's insecurity. It's going to play on any person's insecurities. Yes. To uh, the point that, yeah, you can, and you saw it play out when he started to laugh at the joke. Yeah. Then looked at Jada and then was like, oh, oh shit. shit. I've got to make up for this now. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do... And even, like, Chris Rock thought it was a bit. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, he had a, he had a head start. Yeah. And, I mean, I've seen him run in New Jack City. That boy can take... That guy can truck it. <laughs> I don't know if he so, can at 55 or whatever he, he is can, now. <laughs> I bet he can still run fast enough to get off stage. Yes. If he had thought Will Smith was truly coming for, for him, he had ample time to leave. Right. So... The fact that we could see that dynamic, that relationship dynamic play out like this, I'm like, how are his kids not even more fucked up? Because they had to go through that shit at home in private. Have you seen the uh, the Key and Peele, Jaden Smith, talking about, talking to his agent, trying oh to get my the God, new role? Yes. And yeah. he keeps it. Go find it on YouTube. It's easy to find. But yeah. uh, the, whole, the whole bit is uh, Jordan Peele is Jaden, and he's talking to his agent, and Key's his agent. He's... He's all right, take me through it. And he starts talking. He mentions something about a grocery store. And he's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. A what? <laughs> like, yeah. Grocery store. It's where people go to get food. Oh, like a maid. Yes, Jaden, like a maid. <laughs> yeah. And he goes on. It just, it just, the yeah. joke is. It, yeah, that he is so isolated from that reality that he, he, he doesn't know his own. He doesn't know about stores yeah. or yeah. And if you, jobs. Yeah, and I mean, there was a streak a few years ago where everything he tweeted was just like, Bananas. Deep thoughts by Jack yeah. Handy, only yeah. even more unaware. And yeah, trying, but trying to be serious. Trying to be yeah. serious, but just like the worst, like not even like college freshman level philosophy. Like, 
you accidentally gave an eight-year-old a book by Kierkegaard, and yeah. they picked out random sentences to right. combine. Yeah, just just opened it to a random page and pointed. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, Jane Campion won for Power of the Dog. Uh, I, my rationale there was that enough people voted before she put her foot in her mouth. Yeah. That. And I do feel like her, her putting her foot in the mouth was an honest fuck up. Yeah. Like I think it was. Yeah. It was an off the cuff remark about how. You know, hey, you guys are great, but I've had to compete with the men. Yeah, talk, talking to the Williams sisters. Yeah, which, again, bad take. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was said with malice. Right. It seemed like it was like a, hey, we're sisters. Look, yes. You know, you've just had it easy because you haven't had to play against fucking, you know. <laughs> right. Fucking, you, never, you guys never had to play Pete Sampras. <laughs> right. That's uh, that, sad that that was like the first tennis player I could think of that they might have been in the same era. Because I don't know shit about tennis anymore. <laughs> Federer still you plays, did, right? You didn't have to play Bjorn Borg. Yeah. Um, Federer either still plays or just retired. Yeah. Which is insane. Bananas to me. Yeah, because that's like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think, hey, Google. Hey, Google. How old is Pete Sampras? Pete Sampras. That's not even what I well, want to be. Let's find out. 50 years old. Oh, that's younger than I thought. Maybe. How old is Roger Federer? I think she left. Hey, Google. How old is Roger Federer? Roger Federer is 40 years old and 40 years old. Because <laughs> we both asked. Yeah. But uh, still, that, that tells you right there that the fact that Pete Sampras, who for me has been retired for eternity. Decades. Is only 10 <laughs> years older than a guy who is still most likely either just currently playing or yeah. has stopped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, bad take for her. But again, I don't think that's one that's going to follow Jane Campion around. No. Because again, because it wasn't said be, with Matt. Because it was so clearly what you said. She was trying to be like, hey, we're both gals. Fighting, yeah. fighting through the glass ceiling and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was almost the sort of thing where I'm sure like at, right after she said it, she's like, oh, that didn't yeah. come out very good. That you, didn't sound You good. know with that Will Smith slap, she was finally like, oh, I'm off the hook yes. now. I didn't fucking slap anybody at <laughs> my right. win. Right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. No one said should she be allowed on stage to accept the award. <laughs> uh, then Best Picture, Coda won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, that one is a surprise. I mean, it's a surprise, but not a surprise. Because it's a good film. Yeah. It was not the best film. Yeah. Probably not even in my top five. But uh, it was good. Did we both want Dune to win? Um, what did you pick? I think I picked Power of the Dog. Okay. Because I, I, I'm, I'm of the, I'll give it to Dune the next time around as long as he doesn't fuck it up. Right. Which has been the, the, the sentiment, is that the fact that Dune is part one of a two-part story was kind of held against it. Yeah. Um, which is following kind of the Lord of the Rings model. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, uh, ooh, this would be a great segue. Uh, whereas with the original movie franchise, yeah. uh, it was not held against Godfather Part 2 because there wasn't going to be... Yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know there was going to be a Godfather Part 2. Do you think if... if uh, I mean, even 3 got a nomination. Jesus. Even... I forgot. I, I keep forgetting that movie exists. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, it... Every once in a while, like, when you mention it, it, like, shocks me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, do you think that if The Godfather, in, when it came out in 1972, had been called The Godfather Part 1... Or if at the time it was like, okay, this is half the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think which it, it isn't, won. by the way. It's the it whole won. book. Uh, you don't think so? I don't think so. So um, I, would I think you would have been like, oh, well, there's still more to this story. Yeah. Let's hold off. Right. Do you want to go right to Godfather Part 2? I watched Godfather Part 2 a couple oh. days ago. Yeah, sure. Um, well. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, I'm never against talking about that. Well, a <clears throat> couple things. Uh, 
I because I watched The Godfather a couple weeks ago, and we've talked before about how that was uh, The Godfather specifically was my uh, put it on and go to sleep for mm-hmm. like a year, um, but not part two. I like part two, mm-hmm. but it, every time I'm given a choice, I pick one. As do I. Um, so as far as how many times I've seen two in comparison to one, it's probably a three or four to one yeah, ratio. I would be willing pretty to pretty much bet. with mine too. Um, but two is really, really good. Oh, yeah. it, like one of the, the main reason for me, like when, because for a very long time, and I think now it's kind of they're considered equals, or maybe that even Godfather is better. For a very long time, in the in the ethos, two was considered the better movie. Mm-hmm. Because everyone had a hard on for De Niro. Yeah. Um, my thing was always my two favorite Godfather characters are Sonny and Vito. Mm-hmm. They're only in the first one, other yeah. than the little yeah. flashback. So therefore, that's the one that I like. Which is real funny because my two favorites are Michael and Fredo. Hmm. Which makes and you, they, which makes you think I would love two more. Yeah, because they have a bigger. But I like I like Michael's character arc better. Yeah. In part one. Yes. Oh, me too. Me too. Because in two, he's like, oh, he's a bastard, and he's still a bastard. Right. He's a bastard at the beginning, and he ends it as a bastard. Um, He's a bastard with regrets, but still a bastard. He's a a lonely bastard at the end. Uh, And from two, De Niro gets, and rightfully so, a ton of love, and Pacino gets a ton of love. John Cazale's working his ass off in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just the, I mean, the famous Fredo scene of him slumped in the chair. Yeah. I'm smart. I can do things. <laughs> is just a magnificent scene, and what a dick Michael is! Yeah. <laughs> you know, just what a dick. Um, the thing that struck me though, because it's the first time I've rewatched it. It's the first time I've seen two, probably in ten years. Um, if that came out today, it would get filleted for how many callbacks it has in it. Oh yeah. Fan service. Fan service. It would get fucking crucified. Because you get De Niro saying, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. Um, what the hell else happens? You see how uh, Don Tomasino, why he limps. Because mm-hmm. uh, he gets shot on the way out at the end. Um, shit, what else? Oh, just the whole thing about the fucking olive oil. They'd be like... Really? Yeah. I who did we really need to know about how the olive oil company came, George Lucas? Come on. Exactly. It's all and it's who all that cares stuff. about the olive oil company. Yep. Um it was. It was a bunch of uh Han Solo dice and Yeah. This is where he got his blaster and there's a lot of that in part two. And if if it came out now, people would be fucking crucifying it. Uh I just thought that was funny on a second watch. A second watch, a recent watch, because um, it's probably the first time I've watched it since being fully immersed in like mm-hmm. fan Twitter. Yeah, you know, like because it, it probably been it was probably pre Twitter the last time I watched it. Um, <clears throat> that brought me straight to uh, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> which I hadn't seen. This is a weird one for me, and because I, I know you'll want to talk about. Apocalypse. I know you're you're probably more ready to talk about Apocalypse you Now than Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go, let's go, go, go. Ah. Uh, it's one of those movies that, what was the one I watched recently that I said I never really cared about it, like when it came out, but now watching it as an adult, it's like, fucking that movie's awesome. Um, I should have scrolled back through my stuff to see what it was, but <clears throat> it doesn't matter. I've watched the full beginning to end Apocalypse Now 
one other time. Mm -hmm. And it was Travis Cowing and I rented it when we were probably 18, 19. I don't know. One of the summer after graduating high school, probably. Uh, And that's the only time I'm, that's the only time I'd ever seen the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember not, not, not liking it, but like thinking it was boring and with no intention of ever watching it again. And, Finding it, having kind of a, not a negative feeling about it over the years, but just a, yeah, I didn't really care for that type of feeling over mm. the years. Um, watching it now, that's like one of the best movies ever. Oh, it's a goddamn masterpiece. Because uh, uh, my tastes have... Also did not win Best Picture. Right. <laughs> um, and that's one of the first ones that kind of didn't... It had, like, people were fucking, it was like like Rotten Tomatoes before Rotten Tomatoes. People were crucifying that film before it ever saw the light of day. Oh, yeah? Because like, it kept getting pushed back. The release date kept getting pushed back. Yeah. So people were like, is this movie ever fucking coming out? Yeah. This is going to be such shit. Francis Ford Coppola's going to fucking destroy his career. So, like, people went into that waiting to hate on it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. It, the, the reason, uh, one of the reasons it popped up was this, uh, last week there was a bunch of, uh, war movies on sale on Vudu for various prices, but you could get any of the Apocalypse Nows <laughs> for six ninety nine. Yeah. Also shows you the importance of an editor. Yeah. Because, like, that first film, the first version, masterpiece. Yeah. That's the one I ended up buying. Good choice. Yeah. The Redux, while interesting, not good. Yeah. Like... Those that fucking French plantation scene takes you right out of that movie. <laughs> Good scene. It's an interesting scene because it's like, oh, well, this is a part about Viet- the Vietnam War I didn't know about. I didn't know there were fucking French people living in these little fucking places over there that were yeah. just sort of like trying to avoid the war altogether. Okay. What's he doing in this film? I don't fucking know. Yeah. But it's there. And then the the, the newer cut. Whatever it's called. The dossier. I don't fucking know. While takes out more is still not good. So, uh, the, the editor, who I, I should know the name of the editor uh, who fucking made that film, but the original editor of that film had to wade through so many hundreds of hours of footage. Well, there, there are some technical mistakes in there that I wouldn't have caught in yeah. the past. And then seeing it on a 55 inch screen, yeah. 12 feet away, there's some like, there's shit in shots that are. Yeah. I think is from the editing room. It doesn't even look like it was it, like like black shadow. Yeah, there's one. There's a scene like when they first get to the con- the compound uh, when they their destination. Uh, there's a scene, and I rewound it a couple times, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a fuck up." <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's kind of neat to see stuff like that. Yeah, because um, it actually for some reason kind of makes it better because yeah. it really like this made was this movie was made in 1979. Yeah. Um, and the the Redux is the longest, right? Is the the most recent no, one short? It's shorter, I believe. Uh, what do I want to do? I wanted to go to. I'll check it out on IMDb because that's where I can get run times for all three. And I can also get the editor's name because I don't want to leave him out. Because Jesus. Okay, I got it right here. Uh, the original theatrical cuts one forty eight. So yep. uh, reasonable. Uh, Redux is 196, uh, and then Final Cut is 182. So yeah. Final Cut comes in right at three hours. Uh, the original is two well, and a half. So, God and damn, I love that original. They put the original theatrical art 
on the redux, which is weird. Like the, oh, is the this? poster. Yep. I love that fucking poster so much. It's the same guy who did the Something Wicked This Way Comes poster art, and I'm like, oh, it's just fucking gorgeous. Oh, that's weird. Look at that. So I bought the mm. I bought the theatrical, um, and the Redux is no longer for sale, but the Final Cut still is. So that's nice. Uh, so if you're looking for uh, the Final Cut of Apocalypse Now, it's still on sale on Voodoo. Yeah, the, there were actually three editors listed on fucking Apocalypse Now. Lisa Fruckman, Gerald B. Greenberg, and Walter Murch, who was like the bigger name of all of them. Because he also edited the conversation. He edited, he did some stuff on THX 1138. He, he's an old-timer guy with those with that with that crew. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, look at The ones I deer, also... Deer Hunter. I also Patton. bought Deer Hunter and Patton in the... Uh, I've never seen Patton. I haven't either. I have seen... I have never seen either one of those movies. I've seen Deer Hunter so long ago, I can only remember, like, the big moments. Yeah. Um, Patton, the only thing I've ever seen out of Patton is the speech. The speech in front of the... Thing, There's a yeah. lot more to that film. Yeah, that well, growing up, you kind of think... For some dumb reason, as your kid brain is like, I don't want to watch a movie about a guy standing in front of a flag talking. Yeah, because that's the whole movie. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but what, you're right. What a bunch of idiots! What a bunch of idiots we were. Oh god, I know. Uh, so yeah, I bought Patton and Deer Hunter. I think Deer Hunter was it was on sale, but it was like nine ninety nine, which is borderline buy. Yeah, part uh, of me is like, did you, do you still did you need to rewatch rewatch Crawl that many times? Yeah, right. You could have right, been, watching, been Deer watching this. Uh, you been watching quality, kid. <laughs> well, uh, back to my point though about Apocalypse Now, you we probably wouldn't have appreciated it. No, um, I'm not going to say Apocalypse Now. I mean, because I just watched it. I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie of all time. But that movie is fucking great. It and it's a movie for 25 years that I've had the opinion of. Eh, it was fine, but it was long and boring and sweaty. It was funny too because I watched a, a Nick Cage's movie this past week where he is obviously channeling Dennis Hopper. Oh, really? In Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Obviously doing it. And I'm like, I need to go watch Apocalypse Now again. So it's funny that you mentioned that you watched it because, like, earlier this week, I'm like, I don't have time to rewatch that, but yeah. shit, I wish right now I could rewatch Apocalypse Now. Is, Maybe I'll do that today because today's a bonus day off from work. So. Are you a photojournalist, man? <laughs> Nick Cage. Uh, and also, there was also a vampire sale so f- this week. So finally, Thirst nice. was sort of on sale. I think it was nine ninety nine. Which still, I prefer my on sale for stuff to be four ninety nine. Yeah, but uh, still, it's it never fucking goes on sale. So I bought it. Um, and then uh, I, I I'm going to do a uh, uh, what do they call the trilogy? The, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the Edgar Wright. And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Well, let me trilogy. know when you watch Hot Fuzz because I haven't. I've watched Hot Fuzz once. Yeah, me too. I think I've only seen it. Once. Is really weird considering I've watched Dawn of the Dead a million times, mm. and I've seen World's End a couple times. I but think like I've Hot maybe... Fuzz. I just I don't know why, and it seems like I don't know why I haven't watched it more because it's right up our alley. Oh yeah, it's playing off on all the eighties action tropes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I've only seen those two, Hot Fuzz and World's End, once. Uh, but I got both those. Those were both. Um, uh, just a digital, so those are two bucks each. Nice. Yeah, those, you, that's always a, that's a great feeling when you do the little certain you you scan it and you're just waiting and the little thing is ticking and it's like, boom, you can do it. Convert now, fuck yeah, convert yeah. now. Um, so yeah, it was a good week in movie buying. Uh, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> I love the restraint with. Uh, like I said that my initial impression was long and boring and now I understand that long and boring is 
lulling to sleep while meanwhile ramping it up and ramping it up and ramping it up. Mm -hmm. And you don't see anything but old pictures of Brando until like the last 30 minutes or so. It's awesome. Uh, He's... And even then, it's like, this film was a masterclass on how to shoot around fuck-ups and obstacles. Yeah. Because it's well-documented. Brando showed up like 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. Didn't want to fucking be there or do anything. And yet some... I mean, that's... that's And it's still just knocking him out of the park. And it's the reason, like, for most of it, he's seen, like, in Half Shadow. Yes. And you realize, like, you didn't realize at the time that that was a a necessary choice because otherwise he looks like a fucking blob. And who's following that guy around the jungle? But the the way it's shot, it's so menacing and and hypnotic. And maybe the the fact that they had that it was made to show him in half shadow in the dark. That's where you get that crazy eye shot, where mm-hmm. the only thing you can see is his eyes. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that the last thirty minutes of that is just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the most well-constructed movies. I still, I counted it as a rewatch because I very vividly remember watching mm-hmm. it. But, and I, I remembered mo- a, a lot of the, another film though that would get torn apart today because of like the water buffalo. Oh, fuck yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> the exploitation of oh, fucking yeah. indigenous people. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that he continued to make the movie after Martin Sheen had a heart attack. <laughs> And the scene where he punches the glass, and that's a real scene with him drunk and having a freakout moment. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they fired Harvey Keitel like three weeks in. What was he doing? He was Martin Sheen. Oh, he was? He was Martin Sheen. They replaced him completely. Interesting. Um, they had to re- rebuild sets like two or three times because of typhoons hitting. Um, the military copters that they used were part of the Philippine army and had to keep going to go fight shit. <laughs> Come so, back with bullet holes. Yeah, though they'd be they there are they'd be like halfway through a fucking scene, and they'd get called. So yeah, they had to go, and so Francis would be like, "We spent two weeks setting this shot up." Right. The uh, if you ever get the chance, the the heart of dark again. I sound like an asshole film student when I say stuff. No, because like I was just going to say this. The uh, the heart of darkness documentary. Uh, it was it's a home video footage shot by Coppola's wife during the making of this. It's fucking tremendous because you see an artist truly starting to lose his mind trying to make this film. I fucking hate that. Because everything that can go wrong does. He's putting his like his own family's money on the line for this. Like he's going to lose his his home, his vineyard. Like if this film tanks. Because the studio does not want to put more money into the film. Right. Because they're like this you've wasted 2 years trying to make this and we have nothing to show for it. Huh, it doesn't come up when you search it. Because um, it, whoops, it was, uh, there was also, along with them being on sale, uh, there was oh, a there bundle. A filmmaker's there apocalypse. There was a bundle uh, that included all three cuts of the film and Hearts of Darkness. Yeah, that's, that what the, was, that's what the, the 4K is. The 4K has it all. Yeah. Um, and it was for like 20 bucks, but I figured I'm not going to give a shit about those other two. Those you will, you cuts, will want the documentary. But though. I do want to watch the documentary, but I wanted to see if it was streaming somewhere oh, first. But It's a great documentary. It's only, it's only $5.99 not on sale. So. I mean, even if you don't care, even if you didn't care about the film, yeah. it's still a good documentary yeah. just to watch a director fucking losing his mind. Yeah. Like, he is not in a healthy place mentally by the time this film ends. Um, 
a very, very, very young... 14. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He's 14 in that. He lied to say he was 18. He doesn't even look like Lawrence Fishburne yet. No. The fact that, also, he's a 14-year-old kid out making a war film That's in the wild. fucking jungle. And no one's like, should we maybe check his birth certificate? Goes, We're probably going to get sued if something bad happens. Dude, where's your mom? Kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't even... There are some times when he, like, smiles, you can see it. But otherwise, he does not look like Lawrence Fishburne. No. Because um, he hasn't fucking matured. He hasn't even fully developed yet. Uh, uh, well, I didn't realize he was that young. I knew, yeah, I no, figured... Four, he was 14. I figured he, he was every bit of 17 that the character says that he is. Nope. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Frederick Forrest was really good in this. Um, I would have never, ever in a million years remembered uh, this, but Senator Geary from... Uh, Part two is the yep. is a general. Yep. Uh, I mean, the, the voice is unmistakable. Very young Harrison Ford in a very very brief role. Yep. Just he's pretty much just the beginning, right? Yeah. And I think he's in the credits. I think he's just credited as Colonel. Yeah. He doesn't even have a name. Uh, none of, of course, none of the names are on here. Uh, <sighs> that that movie is. Uh, um, yeah, I. If I was just given a choice of like. You know, ten films that I fucking had to take with me somewhere. Yeah, that Apocalypse Now would probably be one of them. Again, but when we get to our age and as many movies as we've seen, doing this gets harder and harder. Yeah, it's like, oh, what you've seen like fifty thousand movies? Give me ten that are your favorites. Like, oh, right, oh, right. Oh, I don't know if I can. And that's, but that one is just. It kills me that that film did not win an Academy Award. I, I I've is, actually is that the year. Rocky one, maybe? No, Rocky would have been 1977. That's right, and this was 79. It would have been the 1980 Oscars that it would have been up for, right? I think so. Was 1980, like... Hey, Google. Yep. Who won the 1980 Best Picture? Kramer versus Kramer. Yes. I was going to say it was Ordinary People or something like that. That was 81. I don't have any information about that. Okay, fine. But I found something else. No, hey, Google. Do you want to know what happened? Stop. Yeah, I mean, this is Apocalypse Now, All That Jazz, which is a good film, Breaking Away, which is fine. All right, here's a YouTube music playlist <laughs> called the Top 100 hey, Google. Jazz Class. Stop. Breaking Away, Norma Ray, which is, who fucking cares? Right. Norma Ray and Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Which is a fine film and was important at the time. Right. None of... The, the only one that comes even close to being in that category is fucking All That Jazz. Yeah. And that's not in that category. Like, Apocalypse Now is far and away the better film of all of these. Not even close. Have some? Have anyone tried to argue with me that fucking Norma Ray is a better film? And, and just to, uh, just closing out an unprecedented decade for one filmmaker. And actually, Ordinary People would have been the 82 Oscars, because Raging Bull was the 81. No, wait, never mind. Raging Bull lost to Ordinary People. Never mind. So I'll shut up. So just like uh, Apocalypse Now, losing to... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, so in the 70s, Coppola makes Godfather Part 1, Part 2, Conversation, and Apocalypse Now. Yeah. If I had to make a top 50... All four of them. All films. four would be in. Three of them would probably be in the top 10. Yeah. Well, and it sucks is the only one that probably would not be... I would probably, The conversation is so good. It's not a top ten, though. No, which is funny, though, because it gets a sequel, an unofficial sequel years later, starring Will Smith. It did? 
enemy of the state. Oh, is that supposed to be? That's supposed to be Gene Hackman's character all those years later. It's like, it's not an official, like, it's it's Ridley Scott going, or Tony Scott going, wink, wink, look what I did. Is that what the character's name is? Or does he, is he an unnamed he, He's character? got a different name. But I, the, the thing is, like, of course he would have a different yeah, name. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, they're like, no, this is this is the sequel to the conversation. And if you watch them back to back, because I did when Enemy of the State came out, it plays exactly like it should. Huh. I'll so, have to rewatch. Because I, rem- I remember Enemy of the State being pretty good, but yeah. unremarkable. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go back and watch it because I, I haven't watched the conversation in a couple of years. So maybe I'll maybe I'll do that back to back now that I, I might as well. I've mm-hmm. rolled through the rest of them. But then after and then uh, another reason to buy Patton was that uh, Coppola wrote Patton, didn't direct mm-hmm. it. Um, but after yeah, that's what gave him the juice to make the to Godfather. make the Godfather right because <clears throat> Patton was 1970, 71. Yeah, like right beforehand. Um. And we've got that new TV show coming out. There's a new TV show coming out about the making of The Godfather. Yeah, I heard it's... I'm sure it's not good. I heard it's trash. But I kind of want us to see it. It's got Miles Teller in it. I know. (laughs) But at least, thank fucking Christ, he's not playing Coppola. (laughs) That would have been great. Uh, That would have been a no, I am no way in hell watching this. I'll probably give the the opening episode a watch. Is it on Paramount or something like that? Or one of those things? Um, it makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, now that I'm saying it, that's obvious. Uh, then his, I, I don't know if he got too big for his britches, but his career kind of, he hasn't made a great movie since no, then. But he made, he's he's made choices, he's made films that are getting reevaluated. Yeah. I mean, The Cotton Club is a is fine film. He also went back and re- reduxed it. Um, okay. like called the Encore Edition, which I'm actually going to watch because a young Nick Cage is in it. Okay. So I'm going to watch this part of my, my Age of Cage, which, by the way, today my... Oh, very nice. Wearing an Dan's Age Cage, a cage street, fighter. street Fighter-style shirt. You've got the your Wicker Man Cage versus uh, Vampire, Vampire Cage. Kiss, and then you got Con Air and fucking Kick-Ass and Ghost Rider, Mandy. Not really sure what one that one is, but... Whatever. Uh, th- yeah, that could be any could of, be of any a number of, of cages. Face-off, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I want to so take wanna, his face. So I'm going to go back oh. and rewatch that. Uh, he did the double shot of the Outsiders and Rumblefish. Right. Both of which are good. Yeah. Uh, Rumblefish is Criterion Collection. Uh, um, and there's a new edition of Rumble of um, the Outsiders called like the Complete Novel. Which has additional footage, which I haven't Sweet watched. Novel. That book's like 150 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, what else did he do? But yeah, the, the 90s were not kind to him. He made like fucking Jack with Ron right. Williams and it, The Rainmaker and other stuff that's... Can you bring him up? Because there's other stuff too that I know I'm missing. Oh, whoops. But yeah, he had a very unremarkable... I, I say that... He had a very unremarkable 90s, yet he did do uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. I mean, he said one... Oh, these aren't chronological. Fucking voodoo. Uh, no, that, there's somewhere he's just a producer. Yeah. It's like he produced some of these and not other ones. Dracula, 799. Yeah. He didn't direct Buddy, did he? Oh, I forgot Where's he did Peggy Sue Got Married, another Cage film that I'm going to watch. Peggy Sue Got Married's not bad. No. I, uh, haven't, I haven't watched that... Like, I watched uh, Valley Girl this week. I considered it a brand new watch, because yeah. like, I don't remember a single <laughs> thing about this movie. <laughs> I know I watched it, because it was on HBO when I was a kid. Tucker, that's right, you did Tucker the Man in His Dream, a movie I did not understand at all when I watched it. 
Is that the car guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I never, I never. I watched it on HBO. Didn't, I'm like, I don't know what the hell, why I should be watching uh, this. He directed a Rip Van Winkle movie. What? With Sam Elliott, I guess. Ooh. Oh, no, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> looked like Sam Elliott. Oh, it's only 49 minutes. It must have been some sort of short thing. Uh, yeah, part two, Dracula. Uh, he, yeah, the Rainmaker, like you said. Jack, like you said. Tetro? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's more recent. Yeah, his recent output is... He's, go, get, he's trying to get back to, like, experimental, independent stuff. That being said, I think his newest movie that he's going to be doing is, like, a $130 million film, but... Yeah. Because <laughs> why not? He's a filmmaker I'll always give a chance to, because even his failures are like, at least he's trying something different. One from the heart? Yep. Uh, Tom Waits musical. Terry Garr. Can't get much more 81 than that. And uh, Tanya Tucker was on the soundtrack with that with Tom uh, Waits. Very, also very 81. Twixt? Yep. His vampire film. Was that any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it wasn't. Not at all. But he was trying something. Yeah. Didn't work for me. Interesting. Uh, but again, he, he's one of those that, like, even if the remainder of his career is nothing but shit, uh, we have so much. Oh, you, you know, got. We got, owe so much to the work that he's done. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's like uh, you got four classics. Yeah. So, and he, and he was also instrumental in getting Star Wars made. Yeah. And you know, he's mentoring a young George Lucas. We wouldn't have fucking Brian De Palma's career as it is without Francis Ford Coppola, you know, being with him. Even, like, you know, Spielberg was a, a part of that crew. Right. So, I think they did okay, those four. <laughs> um, so, I did finally watch Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. I liked it. It's a very good film. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's, that's his, uh, doing good stuff. He's, yeah. that's about the best I've seen from him. Uh, in a leading role. I think I liked him better in, um, Christ, the Gaga film. I'm forgetting it now. <laughs> it's just, when you said it's Christ, only, it's only when been you re- said Christ, I was going to, that was Willem Dafoe. Yeah. It's only been remade five times, so of course I'm forgetting Oh, A Star is Born. Yeah, a Star is Born, thank yeah. you. Um, Still have not seen it. I did, he's so good in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this film was exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. He's underrated because of uh, because of Wedding Crashers. Yeah, because like he's, he's pretty and he's funny. That's where people get him from. He, no, oh, Hangover. You mean? No, no, he is he, in the Wedding Crashers. He's in the Wedding yeah, Crashers. That's, that's, that's where he. Yeah, he's the. Asshole. That's where he got that persona, uh, and that's I think what people. Yeah. Hard to believe though. He was also he was like the completely forgettable guy on the first like two seasons of Alias. Oh really? He was. I never one, watched that. Oh, show. he was the one that had a crush on Sydney, but she kept going for Michael Vartan. Gotcha. So he eventually gets gets written out of the show. Um, he also did a really good show called Kitchen Confidential, based on the Bourdain book. It huh. was one season long. He plays the Bourdain character. It's really good. It was a really good show, but only because it was put out by Fox. Lasted like one year. Yeah. Um, interesting. Have you been watching New- Moon Knight? No, I haven't. Yeah. <sighs> Moon Knight's I good. I know. Moon Knight's really good. I, I know. I said this about Hawkeye, but. It's my favorite one so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm enjoying. Well, I like we're, we're enjoying it, so. it, yeah. And even uh, Colin has joined in. Colin usually doesn't give shit about whatever we're watching, but uh, he's watched 
Uh, I think because there's a there's Moon Knight stuff on Fortnite or something, so oh. so now he's curious. Yeah. Uh, so he watched the like the second half of the first episode, and then he watched episode two la- last night or two nights ago. Or whenever, yeah. Whenever it's it one of those up. where I, Andrew and I are in the middle of watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah. So we're trying to finish that off. That show's really fucking good. Is that on? Uh, Showtime, unfortunately. Fucking Showtime. I know. <sighs> I, they do have the 30-day free trial, though. Yeah. So you can crank it out. Right. Um, I say that now I'm paying for a month of fucking Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's okay because I'm watching a bunch of A24 films in May, and all of the A24 films are on there. So that 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 makes it worth it to me. It's like that's the sole distributor of A24 films online. So is that where... Uh, the Michelle Yeoh movie is going to end up first. It'll be uh, there. No, it'll be on DVD first. They, they just announced it on DVD Blu-ray, but they did not give a date. Apparently, that film is fucking like phenomenal. We're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once, yeah. uh, which is available in like a thousand theaters total. Yeah, uh, and that, it just got to them. And it total. just got to them this this past this week, past right? week. It went. Uh, yeah. And it is right now the number one movie on Letterboxd. Yeah. Uh, all time. As in, it is, it is got a higher rating than Parasite right now. Uh, so when you go to Letterboxd top 250 of all time, it now, Parasite is now number two. Yeah. Now, as more people see it, I'm sure it will come down. Yeah, because there's always going to be the people who somewhere. watch it like, I don't fucking get this. This movie sucks. One star. Right. right and, now, and, which people, is totally fine. Right now, the people who are seeing it are the people who really, really, really and yes. have to work to see who it. Who have known about it, have yeah. been waiting for it for a year. <laughs> so, yeah, their reviews are, of course, even the worst reviews are probably still like three and a half, four stars. Right. So, uh, it, it will come down and sell somewhere. Like, for example, the, the Batman at one point was in the top 20. Uh, of the of the the top two fifty because it was at like a four four, it has settled into like a four two something. I think still the Batman the Batman is still in the top two fifty. Trying to get Mike Flanagan wrote some nice things about the film on Twitter, so I'm trying to find his his tweet specifically about it because again he's a he's a creator I really fucking respect. Yeah. So was it on? He, I think it was dissecting. Was it dissecting film? Is that the what is the name of that? They tweet out a lot of quotes. Oh, he also retweeted that it's the highest rated film one. Oh, nice. Letterbox, he retweeted that. So I'm, like, excited to see it, yeah, and at the same time, man. Yeah, Mike Flanagan wrote, everything, every, everything Everywhere All at Once is one of the best films I have ever seen. Ever. In my whole life. Ever. I was crying while smiling for well over an hour. Holy hell, I'm speechless. And then again, retweeted a day later, still thinking about everything, everywhere, all at once. One of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Full stop. No hyperbole. No exaggeration. A true masterpiece. See this as soon as you can. <laughs> but we can't. I know. <laughs> we can't, Mike. I, I wanna. Uh, I really, really, really wanna. So I'm. I haven't been like excited for a release for a while. I'm, I'm really excited to see that uh, the Northman comes out is getting similar buzz mm-hmm. about just like if this if you think you're gonna love this movie you're gonna fucking love this movie. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Is will that be wide? Maybe. Who put that out? I don't know. Ask Google. <laughs> hey Google, uh, who is distributing The Northman? Here is some information oh, from the shit, web that she's might read possibly us a book. help. Focus features. Okay, that According actually does help. Thank you. It will be distributed by Focus Features in United States and by Universal Pictures. Oh. Hey Google, Universal. Oh, we'll be- Stop. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the end of this month, so... The 22nd? Yeah. Was, yeah, 22nd. So that's another one that I'm like, shit, not going to get to see that anytime soon. But again, that's also gotten, like, really, really yeah. good reviews. People are pretty jazzed about that. Uh, and about, specifically, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, that they're going to... It's going to draw in a lot of Nicole Kidman people who are maybe not ready, ready for this sort of thing, mm. but this is, like, some of her best work. Um, she does great work all the time. Yeah. She really does. Yeah. I say that, and I'm like, her, her best, some of her best work the past 10 years is Destroyer, and no one saw that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. That tells you anything. Karen Kusama film, where okay. she plays a kind of a crooked cop in doesn't, L.A. Doesn't help either. Really, uh, really good. <laughs> the thing I was hoping that I would have finished up by this morning, but uh, we got a new puppy, and new puppy was... Uh, new puppy's a hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, new puppy's a big hit. It's going to get super loud here, so we, we should wrap up soon, probably, but... Uh, I've been watching uh, Harakiri. I've got about 30 minutes left. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bang out the top 10 uh, <laughs> of the letterbox top 250. Um, although I'm not going to watch the... What the hell is it called? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, have you seen that? No. Okay. Uh, Samurai, 1962-ish. I say ish. It's exactly 62. It didn't come out in a a bunch of other years. Uh, I'm using Dan's Criterion membership to watch it. Um, It's not saving my place, though. Really? Yes. I have to... If I pause it, like if I start to feel like I'm falling asleep, because I can only watch it in my room because there's no app, there's no PlayStation app Mm -hmm. for it. It's only on my Amazon TV upstairs. Um, and if I start to get too tired, I'll pause, you know, like, but I have to remember where I'm at because if you go back, when I go back the next day, it's starting at the beginning again, which is a nice feature. I haven't looked at the top ten in a long time, and I'm now using the swipe through cabin. Oh, yes. Uh, we, Dan and I learned but some... But I've never even heard of a dog's will. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, like, yeah, that's the one I was talking about, the, yeah. the Brazilian one. Is yeah. That, yeah. Um, what else is in that top ten? The 10? Human Condition 3. Oh, man. Oh, fuck so, that. I'm not... 190 minutes, and it's part... It's part three. Yeah, the whole thing is like nine hours long. Uh, I'm all set, I think. Uh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's so weird when like a recent, like more recent films kind of sneak in. Yeah, but it, it's that exact thing that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's got like Seven Samurai, Twelve Angry Men, Spirited Away. Yeah. Then High and Low. Although then Spirited Away, what year is that? I love Spirited Away. Uh, 2001. Yeah, that's, so that's that is classic at this point. Yeah, but then you know Shawshank and A Brighter Summer's Day, which is ninety one, and then oh, then into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh, there's the Human Human Condition Part One, is number eighteen on that list. Ah, oh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire that made the top twenty. That's awesome. I love that movie. But like Central Station is number twenty two. Yeah. Fucking Central Station. Yeah. I mean. It's a good film, really good film. I should rewatch it sometime soon. But damn, well, it's would like have I, never put that that high up. It's like I was saying uh, when I finally watched Twelve Angry Men. Uh, it's number ten now, but at the time I said it was good, but it's not the ninth best movie ever made. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion is there. Wow. All right. Would not have had that two spots away from Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have had that pegged. Uh, yeah, that that um, the like twenty to forties got some awesome ones. In yeah, there. it really there's does. Some, there's some really good ones uh, when you get like in the the twenties to forties. Because then it's also 
uh, some of these early ones are super high, but they also, like, how many uh, human condition views are 13,000 people have seen human condition. So, uh, on Letterboxd. Yeah. So, and again, the only people watching the human condition, <laughs> the only people mm-hmm. watching human condition, or uh, a dog's will, or whatever the, the, the other ones are, are, although that's a 62,000. Yeah, meanwhile, like, Parasite, 1.63 1. 1. 1. million yeah. people have seen that for, on Letterboxd. Yeah. So when when you're comparing those two things, it's a little you can see how it would skew the rankings. So the the ones when you get into like the twenties to the fifties are are movies that a lot of people have seen, but there was enough like you were talking about to drag the yeah the you scores know what's surprising? down. A bit. There are only eight thousand reviews of Con Air. Out of how many views? One hundred thirty nine thousand. I, I know if the, those numbers would be skewed much higher if Letterboxd had been out when Netflix came out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when, when Con Air came out. Right. But it's still only surprising that only 8,000 reviews on all of Letterboxd huh. for Con Air. Go figure. Go figure, Nick Cage. Yeah. So, Nick Cage. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I have been on... I, I've started my Age of Cage. You um, watched like five the first day? Five the first day. Yeah. Because uh, I was sick from school, so that's pretty much what I'm going to do with the rest of my day too. Because Andrea's not home until like eight tonight because it's her late night, it's and it's cage. a shit day outside. Yes, it sucks outside right now. So yeah, although I'm I guess I guess Southern Maine is getting just drenched. Yeah, we are too. <laughs> We're getting uh, pretty fucking hammered. Um, so I'm just going to stay inside and watch um, movies. I uh, rewatched Pig. Yep. I see you bumped it. I bumped it to five. It Good. really is, and I'm like. Andrea did not want to watch this film. Yeah. Because she's like, it's a fucking dead dog movie. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's a pig. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, she really was apprehensive about watching it. And by the end, she was in fucking tears. Yeah. She's like, that was really good. Uh, And again, it also still has the best bonus features of the year. Professional chef showing Nick Cage how to make food. Oh, awesome. And him just really Nick Cage in it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is really getting into sensuality. And I'm like, dude... I think I'm I'm happy for Nick Cage that he has he's kind of come through all of the VODs yeah, the and shit. the crazy shit and the IRS stuff. Yeah. He's come out of all this like looking really good. He I was just supposed to say that he's come out really good because again, most actors would not have they would have just claimed bankruptcy. Well, and and, just and, all, and a lot of it is like shit got like because I was watching a thing with him, and he was talking about something he purchased that was like extravagantly expensive. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, when I found out it was stolen, I gave it to a museum. Yeah, I don't own this anymore, but I never got paid back for it. Right. So he was out a couple, you know, like ten million dollars. Yeah. So he's he's always seemingly doing the right thing." And the the scenes with him, the the special features with him learning to cook, like he's fucking Nick Cage. Yeah, and he's just with this sh- professional chef showing how to make this, and he's like thoroughly invested. Yeah, in what this guy's trying to teach him, he could have easily just been, whatever, man. It's you're cooking. I get it. Yeah, <clears throat> tastes good. Good job. But he's like, no, like really asking all the right questions. And I, I yeah, I think his uh, his. Humility and openness about the whole his whole past twenty years or whatever. Yep. Uh, and just how earnest he is, yep. and you know, 
juxtaposed with, again, and like you said earlier, it's time to stop making fun of Bruce Willis. Yeah. So this will be my last time making fun of Bruce Willis. Yep. Bruce Willis has been mailing it in, admittedly, for years. Yeah. And that is, I think, people are right to kind of make fun of, kind of mock that. Yeah, even before all the shit with the aphasia. Right. You can't tell me the shit that he was churning out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Which was mostly garbage. Right. You know. And, you know, difficult to work with yeah, as, he's as a label that's always gone around with him and that people just flat don't like him. Yeah. Um, you can't say that about Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. No, people fucking people, adore People love with. Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, and even, even the VOD stuff, because I've watched a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I watched one the other night called The Trust with him and Elijah Wood. Yeah. Where they're cops. Not very good cops, but they're on the level. Realizing that, holy shit, we <laughs> should be very good at their job. We should be crooked. We'd be doing a lot better. So they try. Yeah. And they're not good at it. Yeah. And it's like, it's a very, you know, it's a low budget film. I gave it like three and a half stars, but like him and Elijah Wood are doing, I mean, they're doing the work. Oh, you watched Ghost Rider. Yeah. I rewatched Spirit of Vengeance, and you know what? I fucking like it. I, I fucking uh, like it. I like the second one so much better. The story is still garbage. Yeah. Like, the script is bad. I don't even know why the fucking hell you got Idris Elba into this film. Yeah. He's unnecessary. Um, and why would you give him a French accent? There's no reason for him to have a French accent. <laughs> they, they just um, did a... There a, were... Tr- probably because Neville Dean and Taylor are French. Yeah. Um, but he, Nick Cage is still giving it his fucking all of that. <laughs> the rating spread. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It looks like the exact opposite of what most movies look like. Yeah. Uh, where the heavy is all on the ones and twos, and there's like nothing. And in again, four and I'm also hours. giving it credit for being 90 minutes. Yeah, they knew. Yeah, we're not making a two hour and 20 minute. Right, film no one's here. gonna be. No one's gonna sit here for more. Let's than, let's than fucking this. get in and out. Give you some crazy ass action scenes, and uh, he's gonna turn some industrial machines into a fucking Ghost Rider bike. It'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, the sentiment I got from it. Uh, Someone was talking about it. Was that if you go into it understanding what yeah. it is, you'll have a blast. Check your brain, and it's yeah. fun. It's it, it's the guys who brought you crank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it, I think they did. It was honest trailers. They did both of them this week, yeah. um, and they specifically mentioned that. Like if you, I'm paraphrasing, but if you go into this expecting crank, you're going to be happy. Yeah, and which is because again, the first time I watched it, I didn't really care for it because again, I still had the fucking the taste in my mouth from fucking Mark. Uh, the first one. Well, and at 2011, Avengers has been out. Yeah. Iron Man and Iron Man 2 have been out. So you're expecting a little more. Yeah, you're expecting a little more than that. Uh, you watch The Weatherman. I like The Weatherman. The Weatherman is fucking great. Yeah. I like. I, I, I always kept confusing that with The Family Man. Yes, which is also good. Yes. Did you watch that? Are you going to Not watch yet, it? but I've seen it before. And I really but I mean, like are you going to watch it for here? It's, it's at the lower end of the list because it's a it's, Christmas movie. It's good and I've seen it before. Yeah. So. Uh, but The Weatherman, it's the first time I've watched it. It was really fucking good, and it yeah. goes places you don't expect. It. The whole fucking monologue with the fucking uh, tartar sauce, when he's sent out to get fucking tartar sauce with the pickup order. Yeah, I and he's remember. talking about, like, a girl's ass for him. He's like, oh, I'd like to sit that on my face, tartar sauce. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just randomly. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu was the one where he reminded me of Dennis Hopper. Oh, okay. Because he's playing Dennis Hopper. Then. Not a good film. Not a good film. It's sci- It's like straight to sci-fi shit, and not good. From the from but, the darkness, the ultimate fighter arises. But I mean, it, it's essentially Predator in Mortal Kombat, eh. and like fucking oh Christ, 
Tony Tony Jaws in it. His fight scenes are fucking awesome. They do some oh. inventive shit. Well, yeah. But then there's also some stuff that's kind of garbage. Uh, Oof, another look, one, at the, look at the rating spread on that baby. Now, yeah. in fairness. Another one that really surprised me with how good it was was Knowing, the Alex Proyas film from 2009. I don't think I saw that. Um, the ending's a bit weird. You don't necessarily expect it. But he's he, he's um, a guy. He's a, He works at MIT. You know, he's an astrophysicist. His daughter's at a school where they uncover um, a time capsule that oh, uh, some girl just wrote a bunch of numbers on it. On like they're supposed oh, to drop. I remember through. this. Yeah, I don't, I don't and, think I saw and, it, and it, but it I remember. Turns out like the young girl predicted a bunch of like crazy shit. crazy shit happening where a lot of people die like, yeah. throughout the years. Like yeah. every major like mass fatality disaster she picked out. Um, and it's him trying to figure it out and come to terms with what it is because the last number that is there is the last number, and it's like two days from now. Okay, I think I have seen this. This um, is sounding very familiar. Yeah, it's one of those where it's, it was What year was it? 2009. I was just looking at it, and I fucking uh, I'm sure it's been on late night cable a bunch. But it was it was much, much better than I expected. I uh, rewatched Gone in 60 Seconds, which was fun. Uh, Drive Angry, which is super fun. That's a film that knows exactly what it is. I have not seen that. Um, and honest to God, it deserves an award for making Amber Heard fucking likable. I enjoyed her in that movie. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, is this why she got work? Is Probably. it this film why she got work? Because it's the first thing I've seen where I'm just like, that woman is just fucking bland. Um, Season of the Witch, not very good. Um, Which one's that? That's a fairly recent, it's, it's, isn't it? it? No, 2011. That's fairly recent. Him and Ron Perlman play knights who are trying Wait, to... who did you say? They're knights. No, who... He Ron and... Perlman. And there is. Did you just say Rhea Perlman? Rhea Perlman. That doesn't make any awesome. sense. Um, and this matter, this movie would have been way better had that happened. But they're escorting a woman who accused of witchcraft to a certain like convent, not convent, wherever fucking monks hang out, abbeys. Sure. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. So that she can be like exercised, um, and things go horribly wrong. Um, it could have been a very, very good film, but you fucking gave it to Antoine Fuqua. He's the worst. And he cannot direct a fucking Middle Ages film. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then there's god-awful CG at the end. Like, it turns out like she's not a witch. She was just possessed by a demon. Then, like, you get CGI demon. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my said, fucking god, what happened here? It turns out she's not a witch. She's your wife. That's what I heard in my head. I heard a little Princess Bride. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's a film that could have been much, much better. Again, none of these films, when they're bad... Are Nick Cage's fault. He's well, given it, he's given it what he's got. I would say that would be the case one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and that's even the wor- the worst things I've seen so far. It's a, it's, it's it's worth not, it just for when he's on screen. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about him being uh, very down to earth about this whole thing is that he's been a celebrity his whole life. Actually, this is pretty neat that we talked about uh, Coppola. I wasn't even thinking about that side yeah, of it. He's he's uh, he's fucking Coppola's nephew. Um, he's fucking, you know, Talia Shire's nephew. So, I mean, I know it's not as direct, but, like, here's an example of someone who was raised in a celebrity extended family. Yeah. Uh, and is very grounded. And then you have someone like Jaden Smith. Yeah. Who is a space cadet. Yeah. Uh, what's his sister doing these days? She just, she's still, she's even weirder, isn't she? I don't know. Is she, she's, is she still a musician? Is she still whipping her hair back and forth? I don't know. I have no idea. Um... But yeah, and so I, I saw a thing with Nick Cage talking about like like convincing his uncle to let him audition for something. 
because he was in, um, like I said, the Cotton Club and Peggy Sue Got Married and a couple other things. Right. Like his uncle put him in. He's like, oh, you want to see acting? I'll show you acting. <laughs> and it's like, I've worked with Brando, kid. Yeah. Like, but, you know, Cage gave it his all. Cage is the reason Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp is an actor. Because I guess they were friends. Oh, right, yeah. And he convinced Johnny Depp to come to, to Hollywood and try out for some movies. Yeah. Um, and again, Wasn't it? That shows two different career paths, too, because Johnny, Johnny Depp is now in his own fucking, you know, hemisphere. He, he, he He's in a plane of existence, oh, yeah. not our own. Yeah. Uh, was it him? Maybe I'm not remembering this story right. Wasn't it like that he, Nick Cage, convinced him to start auditioning and they auditioned for the same thing and Depp got it? Yeah. Is that what it was? I think it might have been Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> or we, or or possibly we just made that story up. I don't think we did though. I, that, that, this is ringing. I, that sounds debate. familiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Long story short. Again, Nick, yeah. Nick Cage he's, is gold, and, and he's like, I just got a book that came out called Age of Cage. Uh, he's got the movie coming out at the end of the month. Uh, uh, unburden, unfathomable weight, massive burden of unfathomable, whatever. It's a long massive title. burden of unfathomable everything, everywhere, all at once, once is illuminated. Is il- <laughs> yes, <laughs> <coughs> uh, mouthful of a title, but it's getting great reviews. Yeah, um, are movies back, Dan? I think movies may be back. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to see it. Uh, I will go in the theater. I will speak in the theater. I finally went last night. We went and saw the I Lost saw City. That movie was. Fun. You got some romancing the stone. It's, uh-huh. Oh, well, it's about a roma- female romance novelist who... I don't know why I didn't make that connection before, but... in a jungle but... country for... Because she's there. I mean, she's not, like, trying to rescue her sister. Basically, her character... You get this all from the trailer. Her yeah. character... Her husband was an archaeologist, but he died, like, five years ago, and she's kind of in a rut. Has, you know, struggles to write the last book, and the right, last book she writes, it's very misery. Where, like, she ends, like, you know, the adventures of the two characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which leaves her cover boy, like, upset. But you learn Channing Tatum has been kind of smitten with her for a while now. Um, so he's playing dumb Channing Tatum. He's good. But he's uh, fucking really good at it. Yeah. Brad Pitt fucking steals. He's only in it for, like, ten minutes, but fucking he owns that movie when he's in it. It's so good. Um, I would watch a buddy fucking cop film with him and Channing Tatum all day long of just those two characters rescuing people. Uh, Sandra Bullock's very, very good. Um, Harry Potter doesn't get much to do, but he's fine in it. Oh, he's the villain, right? He's the villain. Yeah. Well, villainish for our purposes. Yeah, villain. he want he he wants to discover this lost city because he plays very like a very Elon Musk type character. Only he comes from a family full of Elon Musks. Jesus Christ! So because he hasn't done something huge yet with his life, just been rich, he wants to discover this lost city as like his uh, monument gotcha. to yeah. show up his brother. Um, and. The only person who can possibly translate this is Sandra Bullock's character because, again, her and her husband, she wa- he was an archaeologist, so she picked up on a lot of his shit. Um, so it totally makes sense so that kidnaps she would... her. <laughs> you know, so he kidnaps her. And then Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt go to rescue her because they once met at a meditation retreat. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, there, there are definite, like, her and Channing Tatum running through the jungle avoiding bad guys and... Kind of romancing it up. Yep. Very much romancing the stone. And it works. Good. It's not like, it's not a film that's going to be nominated for fucking Oscars or shit, but it's a very enjoyable film. Yeah. That'll be. I really liked it, and I bet you and Robin will. Yeah, that's a a definite uh, me and Robin watch. 
Um, yeah, he did not see us because he sat. He, he came late to the movie, but Bob and Allison were actually like a oh, row, really? a row ahead of us. Really? <laughs> Off uh, to the side. I'm like, hey, that's Bob. <laughs> uh, but then they left like three minutes before the end of the movie. Really? Like, it was obvious the movie was over because it was it was ramping up for the end. But I'm like, why are, why are they leaving? <laughs> There's still like a minute and a half plus the mid credit scene. Should, he missed a very funny mid credit scene had, with had Brad Pitt. Shit to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched it yet, uh, but Death of the Nile is on Hulu. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's on it's on Hulu and H- is it on HBO too? Maybe I don't know. I just uh, saw I saw it was on Hulu. Yeah. Um, Oh, what I was going to say earlier is uh, when you when you said Godfather Part Three, and I was like, I kind of forgot that existed. It's funny that my my other thing that I have on my watch list is that to complete my Godfather trilogy, I'm going to watch The Freshman as Godfather Part Three because that's that's a better Godfather sequel than Godfather yes, Part Three. Yes, it is. Uh, it's one of those movies you kind of forget exists for, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, The Freshman. Yeah, that movie's I, I, awesome. I, I watched that to kick off part of my '90s. I saw watch, you watch it. Was it. One of the very first ones. Yep. It was 1990. Uh, yeah, Such that movie's a, a lovey. And, and it finally has come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's streaming. Bare bones Blu-ray, but fun Blu-ray. Yeah, it's streaming. It's on HBO right now. If you want to catch it on HBO, that's the one where basically Brando is—he's playing Vito Corleone. That's what he's doing, um, and that's the joke of the movie. Uh, it's great if you want to go back and find <coughs> it. Um, what else we got? Anything? There goes some stomping. Oh yeah. No, that pretty much covers me. Like I said, I haven't watched. Many things that have like rocked my world, but it's been it's been a fun Nick Cage month so far. What did we say? Oh, we should we're gonna we'll try to both watch the uh, yes. Edgar Wrights. Yes. Um, I'll see if Robin wants in on that. I know she likes Shaun of the Dead. Um, what was the other thing that I was gonna mention in my my list? Oh, The Insider I haven't seen forever. Uh, I'm gonna try to start knocking out some Michael Manns oh, ever oh, ever that since. Film was so yeah. That was a film that should have won the fucking Oscar that year. Agree. That film was so fucking uh, good. So I've got on my my near radar is the Insider Heat and Thief to do some mm-hmm. uh, Michael Mann stuff. Got the Irish. Should also get Manhunter up there too. Uh, I don't his, know if his, uh, that his Hannibal Lecter film was available. I usually only put stuff on there if it's available. Uh, um, I don't think it was. No, it's not. Dang. If you get to the desire to watch the Blu-ray, I have the Blu-ray. Okay. Because Scream Factory put out a sweet, sweet edition of it. It's a CSI guy. I wouldn't. Have, yeah. I wouldn't have Will remember. Graham. I wouldn't have remembered that. Um, that's it, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, back. Sometime it feels like. Yeah. Sunday, next week I'll it? be gone because I'll be in New Orleans next weekend. But. Oh. Yeah. What are you doing in New Orleans? I'm just going. Okay. Figured it's my first ever like official April vacation as like a teacher type thing. So. Gotcha. Figured why not? Why not do it up? Why not do it up? Yep. All right, so that'll be the over the tent. I can't believe you're leaving on Palm Sunday, Dan. Uh, I know it's it's going to be very weird being there. <laughs> Ooh, it that. probably will be. Well, I've it'll now, be interesting because I've been there for St. Patrick's Day. So I'll see if they do a different type of parade for this. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and then Easter. So we'll probably be back on Easter. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. We'll talk to you. Oh wait, maybe. no. Today is Palm Sunday. Next week is Easter. Whoops. <laughs> Dan, I don't know what day it is. Actually, uh, today is the 8th, because I keep thinking it's Sunday. Yeah. It's not Sunday. Jesus, it's Friday. Today's no, yeah, Friday, we're Friday, 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 Friday. Having two unexpected days from school off after a half day has really fucked with Really me. wrecked you? Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll in be back. In a good way, because I'm fucking rested. But. We'll be back in, like, 17 days, whatever that works out to. Yeah. Like that. Figure it out. Bye. <laughs>